right, all right. Let's get this party started. You ready? I'm ready. Let's fucking take off. Uh, okay. what, what was that song? Popping bottles in the something uh, like apple bottom G- lizards. No. What? No. Fly like G six. Oh <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. All right. In three, two. One good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Project Airwaves. Hello, hello, hello. Another beautiful, glorious day covered in germs and spit. Don't touch your face, wash your hands, and please, by all means, don't fucking touch me. Lynn, how you doing? Rinse, wash, and repeat. I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm here. I'm here doing the best that I can, living, living my fullest life, doing absolutely nothing other than work and life. Here with the beard. Here with the beard. He's here with the beard. Beard still here. I shaved my beard. I had to put on my summer coat. So I just have my little goat. You know what? I, I, I get it because it's getting so hot right now. Today yes. was the first day in a very, very long time where it's hitting close to the hundreds. Right. Quick. Miserable. Quick. Sweating up a storm. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize how much I hate being hot until I actually got in my fucking car. <laughs> I saw a little fucking video on Facebook of a guy jumping into a car with the leather seats. Oh. He jumps in and then jumps out and starts screaming and rubbing his body. He goes to peek his head and see what's so hot. And the sun hits his face and it burns his yes. face and he pulls himself back out. Yes. Like in Vegas, having leather seats is a bad day. That's a no-no. Especially yeah. during summer. If you have black leather seats in 100-degree weather... Just go ahead and just pour like an just do an ice water challenge with your car. That's how you cool that bitch down. Yeah, that's that's no, about it's, it. It's way too hot. It's right a bad now. day. I mean, the weather is good in bits and pieces of town. Uh, we did hit a hike yesterday. Yes. yes. Ooh, Mary we Jane went to Mount Falls. Charleston. Yeah. We went to Mount Charleston for Mary Jane Falls. That was uh, pretty good. That was one of the spots that was not shut down right. due to COVID. Uh, it did have really really good trails, but it was fucking it tough. Was nuts. It, it was, was nuts. nuts. Okay, so imagine being on a treadmill, turning it up to the highest incline. And then going beyond that. Every time we turned a corner, so like the hike started, it was already a rough start because obviously a lot of the trails are shut down. We didn't really have a lot of parking. So where we did park, thankfully, wasn't super far. But we had to walk about a good 5, 10 minutes, and mm-hmm. then we hit the trail. At an incline. At an incline yeah, off top. Just to get the trail. So just to get to the trail. And then every time, it's probably like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of a straight walk, and then it started zigzagging. And every time we hit a corner you'd look around the corner and the incline got steeper. Yep. And you're just like, the fuck? The whole purpose, the whole concept <laughs> of Mary Jane Falls is it pretty much links up to the backside of one of the mountains on Mount Charleston. Yes. Where you're literally just hugging the mountain face. <sighs> it's amazing, it was no. brutal. It took about an hour and yeah. 45 minutes, almost two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was worth it. it Once was you get up so to the top and that, that waterfall is running yes. and it's a big open valley, it was by far worth it. But it was crazy. You know, a lot of people aren't paying attention to the social distancing more or less is that everybody went. It's so packed up there. Yeah. Everybody was everybody was paired up in a trail. And I understand it's hard to stay inside, regardless of a pandemic or not. It's hard to stay indoors, especially for those of us who are used to being active. Yeah. When you're active like like for obviously for all of you who don't know me, I used to be three hundred and twenty pounds before Lynn got a hold of me and got me back into the gym. I'm down now to a stable two eighty, two seventy five and I'm comfortable there. But before that I wasn't active. I, I was doing security. I would go to work on the strip for 8 to 10 to 12 hours, go home, sleep, eat, get fat, and go back to work. I look like Carl Winslow, like mustache and everything. <laughs> um, but now that I'm more of an active person, like Lynch uh, showed me with like when we started doing supplements and everything, my metabolism went through the roof. My body has become used to eating three, four, five meals a day in mm-hmm. some cases. Right. Some mostly snacks, but like two, sometimes two big meals. I can't do that. Because I can't go to the gym and hit the treadmill for 30, 45 minutes. You right. know what I mean? Still trying to stick to the home workouts, trying to stay active, you know, doing the hike. I knew it was going to be um, the last hike of the year, more or less, just because it is getting too hot oh, yeah. to go up there. But uh, 
talking. Uh, today's going to be a real talk. Real talk. It'll real be talk uh, really a real talk too. Is uh, <laughs> we're going to start hitting some uh, comments or I guess some topics that are affecting my life, affecting D life, and everybody yes. else's as well. You yes. Know, we hit that big hike yesterday because. My job decided to, uh, you know, pull the fucking rug out from my under me and Sweet. everybody else is um, now that I normally would work four 10 hour shifts and get three days off. They're bringing us down to five eights, which means we get a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Spend one day sleeping, mm-hmm. which is our Friday, and then one day off and mm-hmm. right back to work for another five eights. Yep. The incentive of wanting to be at a fucking job working on graveyards with only getting a day and a half off after yeah. working five days. Because you're not human. You no. don't need a life. No, exactly. Who needs a life outside of this? No. No, Trying to actually robot. enjoy something. And, you know, me and Dee were talking about this earlier. Having those days off, you have... One day to rest, mm-hmm. one day to take care of all your errands and bills, mm-hmm. and then my third day was doing something that I enjoyed. Right, it be going, my me day. You know, my me day, you know, going on the hike, trying to go see a movie, right. go out with friends, play record, video yeah, games, play video games <laughs> record a podcast. Like, that me day was the only thing keeping me and every person that I worked with sane right. enough to want to go back to fucking work. But right. now that you're going to strip us of that extra day just so you can... I don't know, cut corners or yeah. penny pinch. Mm-hmm. It, it fucks with everybody. I know half of my shift has decided to fucking leave because realistically, you're not benefiting us with anything. That hotel that I work at is infested with moths. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Like Holy the whole strip is covered in moths and shit. shit, dude. It looks like... You remember when those... What was it? Not locusts. Um, those grasshoppers yeah. came in invaded town a couple yeah, months ago? Yeah, and they were just all over everywhere. Turn that into moths. Ugh. The moths, it Ugh. looks like ants. They are tucking and layering over each other like World oh. War Z. Just the minute that you so much as breathe, they're attracted to, to, to vibration, to yeah. sound, yeah. and to light. So the minute you touch something, yeah. they freak the fuck out. Wrap. I'm talking oh. the inside of it is, is infested. Ugh. The restaurants are infested. And you know there's only security and engineering walking through. But you're walking through an area that is practically uninhabitable because it's right. infested with bugs right which There's, used to be full of people exactly full of people <laughs> walking out with masks you know no no human contact in a, in a hotel that's running at 90 to 100 degrees oh, yeah. because there's no ac running yeah it's just it's unrealistic if you're not yes. going to give us our three days off and you're now you're giving us masks and checking our temperatures two months past right what the fuck was the point well and i remember you said you guys don't really like do briefs or anymore no, or anything no, i was like why everything. don't they just there's, conference you there's, before there's you no briefing now you're pretty much getting your temperature checked you're getting your mask and your schedule at the fucking entrance and then right. you're just you're going straight in a shift there is no briefing you can't go into your locker what i don't understand about it is if there's so few of you aren't you guys technically already social distancing yourselves it comes to the to the conclusion that i've seen that they are nitpicking at everything because they don't know what to do it's the equivalent of knowing that's the run a scenario it's saying uh when your parents tell you to take the chicken out of the fridge to Mm -hmm. to, to thaw for dinner right right before they come home and that was you know five six seven hours ago you forgot to take it out and then right. you realize in 30 minutes they're gonna be home. Home. you do out. everything <laughs> in your fucking power to get that chicken thawed you, you throw it in the fucking microwave you soak it in water in the sink you throw it out in the sun you go buy another chicken i feel like it's gotten to the conclusion that you know mgm as a company or just most companies they're literally reaching for scraps yes. just doing whatever they're, they're okay today we're going to want you guys to come in with your shoes untied today yes. we're going to make sure that you've brushed your teeth yes. before you walk through the door they're nitpicking Are you wearing your banana something. hammock today exactly. your company issued banana hammock it's so <laughs> fucking ridiculous that you know a lot of the guys that i work with they're pretty much saying like dude what the fuck's the point of being there? You're, right. you're making it where people just want to strike. They either want right. to strike or they don't want to be there. We're making less money for the people that are unemployed. Yes. On their unemployment, yes. paying $1,000 a week. Yes. Doing 
double the amount of work of being in a hot ass casino infested right. with bugs and no contact with anybody for 10 to 12 and hours. that was my biggest question when they were talking about handing out these checks uh was it's like okay so for those of us who are still working we're getting a check that's great however i'm sorry but being a fucking human being when everybody around you isn't working and you're the only fucking person working the 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 the, the one thought at the forefront of my mind is, okay, well, when do I get my time off? When do I get my time off? Like, when I can't, I, time I still have to use my sick time. I still have to use vacation if I want to take time off. And I said the same thing. I, you know, I went to therapy today and um, I went to physical therapy and the, the people working on I me, mean, they were asking like, oh, do you feel like when all this is done and over, do you feel like your company is going to allow you vacation time? Right. Like kind of give you a little full like, hey, appreciate you staying behind mm -hmm. while everyone else took the fucking day off. Not right. that they're, not to sound ungrateful to not be employed, but. We're keeping everything maintaining and running while everybody else gets to live off no, of the concept that. of... Fuck that, though. And that's the thing. People need to understand. With what's going on right now, if, if, if you've never noticed any time before now, you need to realize as, as, as a... I call us peons. As a peon, you are so fucking important to every company. These companies are falling apart left and right because their employees can't show up to work. Their employees are striking. People aren't coming in. They're not delivering packages. We keep the country running, not fucking these big ass multi conglomerate corporations or whatever. And that's what I mean. That's what gets me irritated about doing security. Like, motherfucker, if it wasn't for your guards showing up every night, you wouldn't have shit. No. Nobody would be here. Absolutely not. Dude. And that's what I want people to get. Supermarkets. You motherfucking cashiers and baggers and all those motherfuckers, you guys get the fucking gold star today. Motherfuckers delivering packages. Motherfuckers like Lynn doing security. People out there like cops and, and firemen and, and even some of the fucking teachers. These people... We deserve a vacation. The people who had to still work yep. in the midst of. And if not, then give us some time off after everything's chilled. I agree. Like, you know, if you're not even going to give to the extent where I know companies are giving their employees hazard pay. Right. I'm not, fuck, I'm not no. getting hazard pay. I'm not no. getting hazard pay. They I'm gave not you getting a fucking mask. Yeah. They're not even, they're, they're, they're giving us cold meals half the time in the ER. We're not even getting meals. Mm -hmm. It's down to one microwave if you bring your own food. Right. If not, you get to starve. Because everybody's Cause, worried about getting infected exactly. i'm using my air quotes so infected. i can't go pick up food because i have to be on property right and if i bring food it's a 50 50 chance i might even get to use the microwave and the food that they have it's garbage it's, it's garbage it's garbage they'll make a sandwich let it sit in the fridge for a yeah. week so then when you take the sandwich out the meat is the meat is yeah. bad yeah and the the bread is soggy but they're like hey you're good yeah you're, you're being fed <laughs> you they, they, they know they they know they're giving us scraps and they're trying to kind of keep things at the bare minimum mm -hmm. and the the whole purpose of this real talk today is going to be more or less what 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 do you feel like is affecting you? What do you feel like you're not you're being taken for granted for the, yes. the consistency of of speaking who you are, who you feel like? Everybody feels like they're taking this pandemic in a different scenario of just I don't want to feel entitled, but at the same time, right. hey, I am putting in the work. Why the f when when is it my time right. to have my day to myself? Right, because I mean it, it's it comes down to I hate fucking working. I'm not gonna lie, I'm 32 and I I'm ready to retire. I don't even know why we have to retire. That is the stupidest fucking conception in the world. In my head, like, I've worked my entire life, but I have to apply to not work anymore and then hope you're going to give me enough money to survive when I've technically already earned it. So whatever, we're not talking about that. But just work in general. Why am I working five days a fucking week, eight hours a day? With two days off, which we all know isn't enough time to do shit. No. Half the time you're, like Lynn said, you're sleeping for one day or trying to sleep because some of us have kids. Some of us have family or shit that happens outside of work. We still have lives. So with two days off, that's not enough time to recover from shit. It's not. It's so that you are in a mentally devastated state so that you can't. 
I don't want to say revolt. That's not the proper word, but so that you can't push back. Yeah, you they they physically or more or less mentally and emotionally put your body at a deficit. Right. It's like I don't have enough energy to push myself to want to do anything extra. Right. Because the nine to five bullshit. I'm or, not getting anything fucking from it. I'm not. I'm not getting anything done. You know what I mean? I can't do anything outside of this. You know, me and D were talking. We, 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 it sucks to say we're taking a step back with, with this presentation and trying to make this podcast a bigger thing, you know, trying to push out the video, trying to make the merch, trying right. to, to advertise our, our influence on, on social media. Everything is getting more and more stopped because life keeps getting, right. not necessarily in the way, but it's shit like- Shit keeps happening. Shit keeps happening. Shit keeps happening. And until this COVID shit gets fucking pushed back or things start right. to open back up, right. you're, we're at a standstill. We're at a standstill working with what we got and the minimal, you know, minimalizing what we can and can't do. Right. And that's why I, you know, me and Lynn were talking. I was like, fuck it. We need a real talk episode. You know, it's been a while. If you want to know what I'm talking about, go listen to our first real talk episode. It's really popular and it's really fucking good. Just it was saying. up there. Yeah. Um, but we needed a real talk because from time to time, we need a venting session as, yeah. as positive as we want to be and uplifting because we know there are people out there going through far worse shit than us and they might just need an uplifting voice or someone just to understand we are those people but right now i'm fucking irritated because it's just it feels like we're doing a lot of work and we're running in a fucking uh, a little mouse wheel we're running as hard as we fucking can and it's like we get off our little wheel and we get to sip our little water and then it's get back on the fucking wheel right. you had your you had your 15 minute break your 30 minute break Look, I don't know who the fuck or why the fuck some asshole thought working five days a week with two 15s and a 30 was fucking legitimate for the average human being to work. No. That's bullshit. It's it fucking stupid. And the only people that's helping are the people who own these fucking companies. It's helping keep their pockets fat. And it's always going to be like that. You're always going to have the company's upper management, corporate, right. micromanaging stuff with you know the lower class right. individuals to get what they need in order to keep everything else afloat. I've right. yet to see, we used to have these briefings left and forward, back and right to keep us posted because mm -hmm. a lot of us didn't know what we were going to happen with our jobs. Now all I'm seeing after, what was it? It was Monday night for Tuesday morning. I'm seeing core people pop up left and right because now that we're doing temperature checks for just employees, right. two fucking months later, mm -hmm. after the pandemic has yeah. already been running, Good job. they're doing it to show face and I know that they're still making money to work one day a month. Of course. Just because they need to be, they, they need to show that they show face to keep a paycheck. Right. Well, to, that was my biggest question question was okay instead of putting out these stupid fucking checks which you're gonna have to do every fucking month until this coronavirus goes away side note do you know if there's is there another one coming there's another one coming oh, I didn't even yeah this this no well not this month it's not the first yet but in may yeah there as long as the coronavirus is going and people can't go back to work they have to send us these checks or okay. else the country's gonna flop yeah exactly and that's that to me was a big red flag is okay why not just put everybody's monthly balances to zero mm -hmm. no we're gonna give you check to give you more money so you can keep paying for shit and keep circulating money, even though you're technically not supposed to go anywhere. So, but we still want you to spend money. That doesn't make any fucking sense unless that means somebody at the top of their big little corporate fucking ladder is pissed off because their yacht, now they can't go out on their fucking yacht or they can't afford the gas for their fucking Bentley or Mercedes or whatever the fuck it is. So now I got to come out of pocket to make sure they still get their bonus checks or they still get their uh, fucking um whatever it is what is it when you're not hourly you're um salary salary yeah salary. you know what i mean yeah. that shit gets annoying the fact that me and you and and all of you listening you are some of the most important fucking people on this planet because we keep the world spinning and we're treated like fucking garbage yeah no it it's is. it's and i know look you can ask anybody matter of fact 
Go find the oldest person you can find and ask them how long we have been getting treated like shit in the workforce. I guarantee they'll tell you for fucking ever. And it's terrible. It's not just blacks. It's not just whites or Mexicans or Asians. We're all slaves to the system, guys. And, uh, you know, now we're starting to see the cracks, the chinks in the armor. Right. Because the government painted this pretty picture. We're America. We're powerful. We're a free country. Blah, blah, fucking blah. So we don't know how to deal with shit when we get sick? I don't know. I, we just throw just, money. Yeah, They're exactly. literally throwing, throwing money, money at a situation. Who was I talking to? I was talking to an officer at work. Uh, one of the Swinchith officers. He made a point that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know there there was um, right before the Great Depression, right before the stock market mm-hmm. market crashed. Uh, it was 1920s. It was yeah. It was it was, it was 1920s where the same thing. There was there was an illness going around and people were pretty much just sleeping out on the streets because you know everything it gone into the Great Depression. They well yeah, money with the war like, and everything. With the war, yes, the war was going on at the exact same time. So the government was cashing out more money than they actually had to spend. Mm-hmm. So it took so long that finally when things got back in the order, you know, stock market crashed. Yeah. There was there was no money for anything. Nobody was nobody and was it's buying just anything. Just crazy to think that that happened in the nineteen twenty. Yeah. And now we're in twenty twenty. So yeah. what is that? Is it a decade, century? That's, yeah, that's a century. Century? Yeah, it's a century. Century later. Mm-hmm. We haven't learned from it. We're doing the We're exact same thing yes. that we did last time. Because that- guess what? We still have a government. We still have a president, which I don't give a fuck who you are. A president is a king, is a dictator, is... If you have one person running an entire country, and yes, I know the president solely doesn't run the country, but he is the face of our country. If you have one person running this entire fucking country, that's a dictatorship. Yeah. So just because we 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 claim we live in a democracy and people want to quote the fucking um, um, our, our rights and, oh, these are our amendments and this, this and that. None of that fucking matters, because guess what? If, if the president wants to impose an emergency or martial law, you get locked inside. The military takes control of your fucking city, state, your country, and you can't do shit without permission. You can't do shit unless you're told to. And that's where I get upset, because, like I said, we keep this country running. We are the backbone of this country. Without us, the, 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 the 95%, the 99% of middle class, lower middle class, and below, we are the ones that keep shit running. So without us... This country doesn't move. So the fact that I'm being treated as though I should still I should be grateful to still have a job while others are getting laid off but getting paid more money than me yep. every week is insulting. It is. It, it, it's just like why am I working so fucking hard? Right. I'm not trying to feel you know guilty I mean? for feeling that feeling of why am I trying to hustle and put in so much goddamn work, but then at the same time there's people that they don't uh, do shit. They don't do anything. And, and they yeah, probably weren't doing shit no, before. Exactly. You have people that were working the bare minimum and they're still collecting unemployment. The fact is that they're getting the minimal amount of unemployment, but then a $600 stack on top That's of it. That's fucking amazing. I saw someone post on Facebook, why don't you give essential workers right. that stack? The people that right. actually have to right. compensate to make or split it down the fucking Give the middle. people who are still working a little extra on top. 300 one way, 300 the other yes. way. Why is it that it's come to the conclusion that... For the longest period of time, from phase one through four, from whatever fucking Sislak was saying, I is that I feel like we're in the MCU. <laughs> uh, it is MCU. What, it's X Men Phase One. <laughs> it, it's pretty much what it is. From from what I've been reading, because you know, to, to hit up on a couple current yeah. events, is that um, Sislak was putting that he has a phase one through four mm-hmm. for you know for Nevada for Everybody Las Vegas does. that we aren't ready for phase one yet, mm-hmm. right? So phase one would be consisting. He's not telling us what the phases are. Of course, and not. people are getting pissed because now there's phases. But when the fuck do they get implanted and what happens when they happen? Right. It changes. And then as of yesterday, which everybody knew was going to happen, even though the supposed stay-at-home thing was mm-hmm. supposed to end April 30th. Bullshit. It's not staying. It's now, been extended. It is April 30th. Yeah. So it's extended to May 15th. Of because course. Because to we're not ready for phase one. No. He said 
The How casinos, do you know we're not ready for phase one when we don't even know if anybody's sick? No, he, they, they, they got they got the limitation of saying that certain people are sick and this many people have died. And I, I do understand the seriousness and the concept of it. But if you're not willing to share the information of what you're right, planning on be doing be transparent, us, shit. Explain to us what it is that you have planned for us for the rest of the year rather than people guessing. Because this Right, you're giving us a day-by-day, play-by-play. It's killing everybody. And he, it was funny, sorry to interrupt, but did you know they actually told Trump to stop holding, uh, what was it, it's like... Uh, uh, press, like press conferences or whatever, when he addresses the media, because apparently he he's addressing obviously the nation and he's giving such little information, so useless information that people are just getting irritated. Yeah, because they don't, and they don't even want to hear it. No, and and it's funny because hearing Lyndon say that, uh, hearing Lynn say that, it, it it just goes back to when I tell people, why doesn't Trump ever wear a fucking mask? Right. You never see these people. They're standing right next to each other. You see them in White House photos, and they're in this, this, and that, and Trump signing a little paper with his five-year-old hands, like, holding it up like he just made a fucking macaroni picture and shit. Another side note is uh, when I was watching something on the Joe Rogan experience, he was uh, explaining, because there was something when the House spoke a couple weeks ago, um, there was a, a hot mic, like a, a mic oh, recording yeah. while they Somebody were talking. Oh, yeah, left their mic yeah, on. Mm-hmm. It was before when they were doing a setup right before the, the big speech where one of the guys walked in with the mask. The other guy didn't have a mask. Mm-hmm. The guy walking in without the mask said, hey, go ahead and take your mask off. He goes, yeah. this room isn't contaminated. And then the guy kind of joked. He's like, oh, okay, you know, but, you know, I, I don't want to take the chance. And he goes, oh, no, it's okay because, you know, we, we, we've already got the vaccine for it. Right. Joe Rogan, and they paused it after that, mm-hmm. and then the mic, you know, kind of cut out. And Joe Rogan kind of says, he goes, you know, that's a weird thing to joke about. Right. Why you would you, joke yeah, about why would you like joke that. about a vaccination if there isn't a vaccination? No. And then how are you going to say you're going to go into a room, right. tell someone not to wear a mic, if you don't think the room is contaminated? Right. So it, it, it raises a lot of red flags. Let's the, go a little deeper. Let's go a little deeper. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that. So here's my thing. Okay, perfect question. If you have Bill Gates money, so say a few billion dollars. Okay. I come to you and I say, Lynn. There's this virus out there. It's killing motherfuckers. Right now, we don't have a vaccination for it. We don't know who's got it. And if you get it, there's a chance you could die. What are you going to do with pretty much all the money in the world? I'm going to invest it to fucking to to get the vaccination. Right. A vaccination or a cure. A cure, yeah. So here's what I find is funny. They're asking us, the the, the 99%, you know, working at the bottom of the food chain, they're asking us to donate all of this money. Mm -hmm. And they want us to, oh, relief funds and donate your blood and your plasma and, you know, stay clean and social distancing and all this shit. So you're telling me with all this money we got and we're, like I've talked about in previous episodes, exploring the depths of space and we're fucking with genes and altering the way babies are born. We're changing eye colors in the womb. And you're telling me we can't find a vaccination for fucking COVID-19? It's pretty much... That doesn't make sense. We're in 2020. I could see... <clears throat> even with H1N1, mm-hmm. there was not this much panic. No. And was, H1N1 was far more deadly. It was saying how deadly it was even when it came to the swine flu and SARS. Like, right. There's, there's, it doesn't become considered a, a pandemic. Right. An epidemic, you know, whatever you would call it. It mm-hmm. doesn't become something like that until it it's notarized that there is no cure well, for it or any right. way to fix and it. And this is the only reason COVID-19 is really, no. Let me back up. One of the reasons COVID-19 is so dangerous is because of how easily it's passed or Mm -hmm. transmitted. Right. So it's not necessarily how deadly the virus is. It's more or less there's too many people that have it that can't be treated that are dying from it. Right. So, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know what kind of burp that was. It was (laughs) painful. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. If you're one of the richest people in the world 
and there's an outbreak in the world, what are you going to do? You're going to contaminate. You're going to spend all the money that you have mm-hmm. to make sure you and yours are good. Yeah. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like when you talk about having a hot mic and stuff like that, they're telling us they have this shit under control because that's like I said. Trump, who is what, 70 some odd years old? He's and we already there, yeah. know elderly are some of the most susceptible to the coronavirus. Right. Trump doesn't wear a fucking mask. Yeah. His cabinet, who is, I would say, the youngest guy in his cabinet is probably 40 or 50 years old, maybe 60. Mm-hmm. So they're all at a higher risk of catching it, yeah. but none of them wear masks. No. And they're in a room full of people standing in this. I mean, the room ain't big. It's no. probably like the size of a it's, fairly it's, decent it's, it's living tiny. room or whatever. It it's so you're tiny. all in close proximity because you're all trying to ask a question. Trump is sitting there open mouth. He's waving his hands all over the place and you guys are Gucci. Yeah. But I go outside and cough, and motherfuckers going to be on me like Monsters, Inc. Like, they caught me with a sock on my back. Oh, my God. What, what, what was that called? <laughs> well, I was talking to my brother yesterday about that. He said his first tattoo he was going to get on his shoulder was, what was the, what was the code called? I can't remember. I can't like, remember. Yeah, it was, it was so like long 1702. ago. It was code 1702. It was like, so, they, yeah, and it was they, just yeah. a little sock. It's a sock, and that's pretty much I remember seeing a meme about that saying how COVID-19, if you break down the, the chemical formula for it, it turns into code 1702, and then it turned to the monster thing thing of all the monsters attacking the guy because the sock that's on the shoulder. That's what it feels like, yeah. and it's annoying because it. I'm so tired of them putting us down because we we ultimately have no control. No. Okay. I didn't know you have it. You don't know I have it. Not saying we do. I'm just saying if if either of us did, we don't know until we get tested. And most people aren't getting tested until they're already sick and mm-hmm. showing symptoms and or going on the downhill slide of COVID. To to hit the hit the point of saying with the phases and everything like that. When how are we supposed to ever know when we're ready to start the next phase of you everything? Don't, until if, you test every, every until you single test fucking person. Every single person and they're, their they're, mom. They're gonna wait until it turns into a concept of all right, well, we haven't heard of any cases, right. so we're fine. We're but just going to assume. when shit opens up in a month and all of a sudden we they, got new cases, we got new cases right. what are you going to shut everything down right. again? Yeah. They said phase four is when they'll open up the, the casinos, and we're not even in phase one yet. No. So that means they probably won't next even year. up the casinos until next year. Next year minimum. They're talking about like no more buffets forever. Right, right. Every, a lot of these places, when I go to go look up locations like just mm-hmm. to order food, it's not temporarily schools closed. are officially it's shut down permanently, permanently. Closed. yeah they're yes. just schools are shut down they're talking about not you know having the kids come back to the school for the rest of the year um my girl works for the state she's been home for over a month and they're talking about bringing her back to work on the 15th and in my mind i'm like okay but to what end yeah like it's almost like they're <laughs> it's almost like they're treating the virus like it's some type of like irritation right like it's if we just kind of inch our way back into normality it'll just kind of go away like no this isn't that we need to handle this like a proper pandemic because in my mind it's almost like how it was back in the day with the black plague you know how it just it wiped out like i think it was like a quarter of the earth's population maybe half of the earth's population this was one of the most dangerous pandemics on the entire planet right we didn't know how to deal with it. We didn't have technology. We didn't have anything. So this is going back to my previous episode, and I'm sorry to be referring, but that has a lot of information. Going back to something I said in one of the previous episodes is, it's 2020. Of all the sicknesses, pandemics, health risks, and everything out there that we have known of, how have we? How are we not prepared for COVID-19? This should have been a fucking no-brainer. I get it, guys. We can't. Some things just pop up without an origin. Some things pop up, and yes, we can't find a cure right away, and I get that. But at the same time, it's just like it's like the good old saying goes. If you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. 
How many times are we going to have to fucking repeat this before we go, let's have something in place? As soon as we even hear the faintest, like, just a little him, just a little whimper of a new fucking virus, or if we find out that something's out there that could kill us, lock down. Mm Mm-hmm. No questions asked. Lockdown. We should be. We should already have shit in place. Our job should all be taken care of. Bills go to zero. Hey, guys, stay inside. We'll come get you. Like I was telling my girl, it should be like track school. You remember back in the day, track school? I don't know if you went to track school. So you had different tracks. I think they had four tracks. So you remember how we used to go on summer vacation? Yeah. In track school, if you're not on that track, you don't get summer vacation. What you get is winter vacation. So it's a oh. flip. Right. Yeah, so that way you that. still technically get those three months off. It's just not during summertime. Oh, okay. And so it depends on what track you're on. That was in like elementary school. Damn, I didn't but know But if shit. you treat work like that, it's like, okay, so uh, January through April, you know, these people don't have to work or, you know, however they're going to set I it up. So rather you know than I mean? having to work 365, like, you know, almost right. every day of the year, you get an equivalent of what is a break. Right. You get like a two or three month break. All of your bills go to zero or they send you a check. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To pay your bills. Mm -hmm. But you, for all intents and purposes, do not work for a set period of time you know how fucking great that would be it's more or less like you're getting a mental recharge your whole body it's it's it's, it should be required like that's what i mean you can't tell me these people at the top are fucking human when they believe working five days a week eight to twelve to ten they don't all these hours of the day in and really they're playing off of your greed they're hoping you're so greedy and broke that you'll work all the overtime in the world which is just justified slavery to uh, an even further extent so you can make more money on your paycheck, but what they're not telling you is it puts you in a higher tax bracket, so you end up paying more at the end of the year when you go, to, or at the uh, next year when you go to file your taxes. Right. So this is what I mean. Like this whole system is fucked, and COVID nineteen is showing us how fucked the system is. There should be no reason we have an unemployment system and we can't pay motherfuckers on unemployment. Unemployment. That's what you're. That's like a taco shop running out of tacos, <laughs> motherfucker. That's your job. There's a lot of places. There are a lot of people that are still not collecting unemployment. It's yes. people that put it. Millions. People that put employment back in in March, they're not. Millions. They're not. They're not even collecting theirs now. Yes, yeah. but yet you big. have kids. Okay, kids, and I can only testify to this because I have a godson who has friends who is. You know, I talk. I know. I know what's going on with the youth, but some of him or some of them are making unemployment checks. They're making more than fucking me. I'm 32. I'm working at a job where I fucking stop. I don't stop it, but I help prevent planes from falling out of the fucking sky. I make sure your packages get to you on time. I make sure shit like that goes through smoothly. But these little fucking kids over here folding clothes in PacSun yep. are getting paid more fucking money than me. That's a shit. That's a, that's that's kicking the dick. It is. It's a slap. It makes face. it hard to work. It's it's making stressful. It's making stressful just to go on your day by day. It's like yes. even if I decide to go home and try to enjoy what's going on with whatever it is my life is at home, having to go to work to stress out the fact is that no matter how hard I grind, I'm still collecting the same amount. Yes. Less than what someone else is making. Right. And I'm doing double the work. Right. So Even I've, though you're putting in the work. I've got, I've, I've lost, I've lost interest at that point. I've you gotten to the point the where drive. it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go to work. I'm going to show face, but don't expect a lot from me. Right. Don't expect me to try and overexceed and do area checks or try to make sure right. the doors are secure. Because for things are different. Back in the day, because when I used to work at uh, Fabulous Freddy's changing oil, I used to talk to people changing oil. I talked to this dude. He drove this gorgeous, gorgeous blue Stingray Corvette. And every time he'd drive in, he would look for me so I could change the oil and drive it. And I talked to him and I was like, I was like, how was it back then? Like, you know, when you would go to work, you know, did you feel like you were making enough? He's like, dude, when I got my first job, he said, I, he said my first job, I think he was making like, 
I don't, I don't remember the amount. I think it was like five or six bucks an hour. I, I don't know. Money was different back then. But with his one job, he had enough money to buy a brand new Mustang off the lot in cash mm-hmm. and get a house. He just had to do a little bit of saving. Right. But he made enough by himself to do that. Yeah. Nowadays, there's no like me life. and my girl right now, there was no way on my income alone that we can afford our one bedroom apartment. No, it's 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 And f- it's a it's it's upsetting yeah. because you feel like you're working for fucking nothing. You're working for nothing. You work for peanuts. So there's no form of I know me and D and like the five percenters that I've I've spoke about before in the previous episodes. We work the hardest that we could possibly work. I grind every single day. Every day. 16-hour days. I will work my ass off for overtime, for concerts, for events, for private security, whatever the fuck I have to do. And even after getting all the money that I've gotten, once my check comes Still through, broke. Broke. Gone. All my bills get paid. I put food on the table. Right. And that's it. I can't buy anything new for myself. No new clothes. Right. No new games. No new right. gym gear. Nothing. Ain't We're, nobody um, making it you're, rain. You're literally making it with scraps, and it's bullshit. It's making it. It hurts. It's making it so fucking frustrating to like. Well, why the fuck am I even going? Right. Why? What's it's 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 going on to to try to take a breath. And, yeah. Sorry. And, 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 we and unloaded calm, a lot. Calm down the rant because obviously we we all feel strongly about what's going we do. on we around do. us. It's trying to take into consideration or maybe think a different path or different plan of when this does lighten the right. fuck up and when things possibly go back to what you would call normal even yeah. though things won't be the same right what do you feel like is going to change what what is going to be the new routine of a daily thing i know for me for a fact i'm not taking anything for granted i never have right but i will not even more i will so. not go back to working whatever i'm doing at work pretending no. like i if i try extra hard right. and put in some extra effort and maybe show up and and show initiative that i might get a couple extra bucks right. no fuck that no. i'm making sure and what me d talked about is we need to make more time to do things that we enjoy yes so, you know i love to death doing this podcast because it does give me a platform to push out who I am as an individual right. and be able to take in feedback of what everyone else is feeling, what right. I can do to make things better. You know, doing the hike, that's fu- that was fucking phenomenal yesterday. Oh, the weather was nice. It was a little blowing. hot, but it was so worth it at the end. Being able to enjoy what a day-to-day routine would be rather than just having to fucking feel like, all right, I know my day is consisting. Even though I'm only going to work for eight to ten hours, right. that's my whole day. And, and Well, and there's a lot of science behind that there's the psychological strain of doing this you know it's 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 like one of the other good old sayings because i love all these good old sayings you know it's what is it if you keep doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result that's like the definition of insanity or some shit like that right and so by all all intents and purposes we're all insane because it works out for some people, and I'm happy for those people it works out for. But for the majority of us, we do our 9 to 5 every single day. Some of us from the age of 15, 16, others from 18 upwards. You do this job every single day. You hope either you get promoted, somebody sees something special in you, whatever. But if not, you're just stuck doing the same fucking job. Now, I have been working in call centers for almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you for damn sure, if I never see another fucking call center in my life, oh, no, yeah. I'm Gucci. I'm coming up on my fucking fifth year security. I'm, I'm like, tapped. I don't give a fuck about how my, my peers feel, you know, because it's always one of those things in the back of your mind. I don't want to look like a failure. No. I don't want to be a bum. I don't want to be homeless. But I really don't understand the whole point of this work five days a week for bullshit. Now, now as far as essential, yes, 
people working at the power company, you know, the Cox Communications, like I said, police officers, firemen, teachers, you guys are what I call essential, regardless of if there's a pandemic or not, you're just essential. So yeah, you're going to have those jobs where you need somebody there 24 Mm seven. But some of this other shit where it's like, okay, so for instance, my job, I, like I said, I help to make sure the planes get into the sky. So when I say that is they call us for checks and balances for the weight of the plane, the cargo they're carrying. Sometimes shit gets missorted or misloaded. So we got to make sure it gets moved accordingly so the plane can take off and deliver the packages on time. The thing is with that is that's not my whole day. That's no. like, that's it, just, it makes the, me sound like a superhero. Yeah, that's the, that's the peak. That's, that's like the one call. That's the right. beginning of your that's, day. That's the tip of the iceberg. That's like one, maybe two calls a day. The rest of the time, it's like talking to fucking Chucky Finster with a fucking bottle up his butt. It's just like, hey, my foot's bleeding. I don't know why it's bleeding, and I don't know where all this blood is coming from, but I need you to fix it. And you're just sitting there going, I don't treat gunshot wounds like i don't treat open wounds common sense is not common it's (laughs) it's not common it's rare sense now we should call it we should treat the shit like pokemon cards yeah like ultra ultra rare sense holographic sense it's so hard to come (laughs) through i think my mom impeded in my head that you've got two different types of individuals you have people that are book smart and the street smart yes Uh, all day it's it's really hard to come across a combination that do both you know for me i'm a street smart individual you put me anywhere i will survive i will grind i will make shit done book smart I can learn things, but if it takes me a necessary. little bit longer in order to actually open something up. If you put like a project in my face when it comes to having to do something for a test, right. it's hard for me yeah. because I have to sit there and take the time to focus and do stuff. But if you tell We're me, hey, people. I need you to move something from point A to point B right. and figure it out how to get there, I'll fucking get it there. And that's what I mean. And that, and I guess like a part of me, I guess in a perfect world vision, you know, you should be allowed to do what you feel you are cut out to do. So like for me, I know I'm an active person. I know construction obviously any type of fighting for me any type of physical activity personal trainer professional hiker whatever dc diver anything physical is my game the world we live in today they don't want you to be physical they no. want you to fucking be as lazy as fucking possible don't say shit don't ask for shit we're gonna pay you it's enough to get you by be happy do you ever see wally you remember yes. all the all the fat people in the in yes the, in the what are those fucking uh, hover scooters? The little hover chairs. Yeah, how and they're shit. on autopilot moving the right. entire time. They didn't want anybody to know what was actually going on in the outside right. world. So their mind, until they finally saw who they used to be, that concept of, all right, well, I'm just going to be on autopilot doing yeah. what I'm being told to do. And it's funny because, you know, I, I try not to have conspiracies, but just looking, putting shit together, guys, it just, the shit looks the way to me. So it's like, when you think back, what was it? Not even five years ago. Weren't we just complaining about the kids never wanting to go outside? Yeah. They're lazy as fuck. They, they, I, I, I talked to a girl yesterday who's like 20, 30 years old and doesn't know how to change a tire. And she's been driving since she was 18 and it yeah. blows my fucking mind. Right. We have people, generations that don't know, like there didn't used to be internet. Like before there was cable TV, we had to go outside and play. Yes, people got sick. Yes, we transmitted illnesses and whatnot. But... At the end of the day, what don't kill you make you stronger. Now we're at the point of not only do we have, what, one or two generations that choose not to go outside and be active. They choose not to intermingle with each other. Now we have a virus that's forcing people not to mingle with each other and not allowing them to intermingle with each other. And when we discussed that human interaction is one of the basic building blocks of life, mm-hmm. it's required. We, we just don't know how to survive without it. That's why you're, you come from your mom. You're always in physical contact from the moment you're conceived. You're always in contact with another person. 
think about that. Let that sink in for a minute. We are built to be around each other. That's why you gravitate towards certain people more than others. So when you think about that on the on a big ass fucking scale and you apply it to the day to day, now we're going to have another brand new generation because obviously with people staying home there's going to be a lot of baby making. So now we're yeah. have a generation that's born inside. They're born in their cage. No chance of escape because we're all quote unquote sick. Right. You don't want to get sick so what what's the possible outcome we're all going to become fucking bubble babies now we never leave the house we don't know who the fuck we're around we don't have any friends outside of if i can call you on social media or if i met you on a fucking video game or some dumb shit like that like i see these things and i try not to be negative but the way the world is turning guys it just doesn't look like it doesn't look good and that's what makes me nervous about the whole situation with covid19 is can we recover you bet your sweet ass we can recover the problem is how are they going to allow us to recover? Because everybody's going to want to go back to normal. And yes, I believe to an extent at some time we will be able to go back to the way things were because COVID will not be around forever. We'll eventually build up an immunity or vaccination or a cure for it and we'll just prepare for the next virus. But eventually we need to go back because that's that's our roots. That's where we came from. And I believe... Yeah, eating dirt as a child boosted your immune system. <laughs> I believe fucking eating grasshoppers or, you know, dropping food all in dirt or on the ground and picking it up, you know, 10-second rule, it's yeah. nasty, but we all live by it at some point. That was a part of life. Like, that. that's literally what I used to be told when I would pick up a worm and, you know, play with it and I was about to eat it. And my mom's, like, freaking out. And she's like, no. My grandfather's like, well, you know, make, make him fucking stronger. Yeah. We come from the earth. The earth is here to help us. We're not an alien species. We're not we're not a foreign fucking object that just fell out of the sky and decided to populate the world. The world was built for us. We came from the earth. So whatever the earth happens to destroy, it will rebuild. Whatever scar the earth opens up, it will heal. As humans, whatever disease or conflict we come up against, we will always overcome because that's how we're built. That's the natural cycle of things. Have a disturbance, grow from it, evolve, adapt, get better, prepare for the next situation so as long as we don't do that which we aren't doing right now with all these fucking claims of how advanced we are and humans have never been smarter and we're making all these technological advances and look at us brought down to our fucking knees by a a cold (laughs) the common cold well not the common cold but a variation of the cold it's hilarious you know what i mean because it's all pride and and i'm sorry i know i'm I'm going off this is not what we had written down at all (laughs) this is a this is a d tangent for sorry i've been on one i try to be positive guys and lynn you know he always wants to you know make sure we have an uplifting podcast and i respect him for that because he wants to put good vibes out there for people who are struggling but there comes a time when we go through shit ourselves and we just need to vent and I'm not trying to be negative, but I feel a certain type of way. I feel like we're not being treated right. I feel like we waste our entire lives working for fucking nothing, only just to be told that there's not going to be any social security. There's no retirement to look forward to. Right. Well, then what the fuck am I doing all this shit for now? Okay, I get it. I get it. You know, and but I'm good. I'm going to step off my soapbox. I'm going to let Lynn kind of get us back up into the clouds for a minute and i'm gonna i'm gonna sit back to to take it down a notch you know take a take a little bit of a breath um we the episode was supposed to run a lot shorter than normal but um we're already like 42 minutes in um this podcast and the whole purpose in real talk and what we were trying to do is to give you the positives and the negatives the negatives being 
the real the realness behind it. You've yeah. got you've got being people being pessimistic and optimistic. Right. There's a form of real pessimism and a real form of optimism. Yeah. Real is real, no matter how you try to sugarcoat it. True. D coming in from the heart, it does help because it's what everybody's thinking, regardless if they want to announce it or not. And my mindset, the only way that I know how to, when I've been told by you know friends alike more or less, is take the reality of what's happening, but turn it into an optimistic standpoint. Yes. Turn it yes. into something positive and uplifting. Use whatever is happening around you in order to make things better. Don't don't let you know, lack of communication, lack of reassurance, you know, relationships, work, things in life get you down in this fucking rut where you feel like, fuck, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. I might as well just lay down and quit. Mm. Because as much as a lot of us want to just say, fuck it and throw in right. the towel and stop trying, you won't. You, you won't because you can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> it's the equivalent of like just, just wanting to say, you know, not to, to bring in a darker pattern, but like the concept of trying to commit suicide. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people have that really hard feeling of just giving up and stopping, but there's a lot of us that have that mindset of, fuck, I do want to stop, but realistically, can I? No. Am I going to want to stop pushing? Right. You can't. Be this individual to where if... With with a lot of times, what I've been told with a lot of my friends and family is I have a very dominant presence. I'm I'm, I'm I tend to be more alpha than I should be. Anytime I go to an event or do anything, mm-hmm. it's never to the extent where I'm not the one driving or I'm not the one directing us where to go or I'm not the one where even when it comes to the gym, if I go to work out with anybody, they're like, all right, what's the workout? What's the plan? And yeah, I do have my days where it's like, fuck, I'd like for once not have to take the <laughs> wheel, but that's just who I am as an individual. So yeah. I've grown to adapt and to accept that. Mm-hmm. So with that mindset being, if you don't like how things are happening change it fix it fix it change it if it's not just what is happening with you and if you don't like the concept of what someone else is doing fucking fix it right confront it adapt with it overcome it don't be a dick and just fucking bulldozer over them right go into the concept of communicating with them with the situation either whether it be yourself or another individual and then give the reassurance that hey i know what you might be hearing is not what you might want to hear, what right. you might not like, regardless if you're talking to yourself like a crazy person or to somebody <laughs> else. But reassure yourself that at the end of the day, this small change, this isn't you. it's going right. to make things better. Right. It's it's not your fault what's happening. Right. And it will make things better if you're willing to adapt to the situation, if you're willing to turn this real bullshit of a situation mm-hmm. into an optimistic one. Yeah. Pushing the limits to, to make something better because I know for damn sure, especially when I'm at work and a lot of the coworkers around me know is that I don't, I don't, I don't take shit. I won't take shit from it. I don't give a fuck if you're my manager, if you're my supervisor, anything, I will question what it is that's happening. And I will either expect you to give me a reason why it needs to change, why I need to do what I need to do. And if you can shut me the fuck up by giving me a reason why, I'm, I, I'll do it, cool. but if, if not, I'm not. Why? Why? why what do right. I need to change I'm anything? Dig into you. Give right. me a reason why this is making something better, or why you think it's going to be good. Because the worst case scenario, they're they're either going to get checked and be like, "Oh shit, well, uh, I wasn't expecting right. you to to ask questions." Asking questions doesn't hurt. Ever talking doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It's the way you just you you tend represent to it. represent it. It's mm-hmm. like uh, something that I read up on a long time ago. Humans have different levels of vibration. Yeah. So you have people that vibrate violently. Yeah. And you have people that vibrate calmly. Mm-hmm. If you go into a concept and meet somebody head on with the opposite form of vibration, you yeah. will balance them out. If someone is fucking screaming and acting out and yes. this is what you need to do and pointing fingers and they're coming at a very high vibration and you come at a lower vibration like, hey, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be like that. Let's try and relax. I'll follow what you're doing, but hey, why don't we do it at a little bit of a slower pace? Right. 
you'll balance each other out because that person wants a reaction to right. forms of high to vibration. Fire. They mm. want that fire to be fueled. They want you to vibrate just as hard as they do when if you're willing to kind of calm down and match them in the middle, mm-hmm. you're good to go. Right. And it, 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 will, it will change. It will make things seem more plausible. It's the concept of I, I, I tend to rage and I tend to be an angry individual, but I notice and I've been told before that it doesn't always have to be I, I don't have to confront things with violence. Right. I don't need to be that person where I'm like, I'm just going to fucking beat my my emotion, my thought process into your head because right. what you're doing I don't like. It's like, okay, I could attack you and I could come at you and I probably could make you change what it is that you're doing, but maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should try a different approach. Right. Try and find something that would make you my ally yes. rather than my enemy. Yes. Everybody's not out more or less to get you, but more or less it's people are manipulating controlling this bad situation for yes. themselves and, and and you're right and you know lynn brought up a very good point a lot of the stuff you will hear me whine and bitch about are things that are outside of my control um nothing obviously it, 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 if you paid any attention to me listening to our <laughs> previous episodes i'm kind of a control freak um but that's just because i've seen things spiral out of control so fucking quick i'm just as bad. and i I'm know guilty, yeah. if i just step in and just take over for just I a second. I am just as guilty, and I've been told <laughs> by multiple people in my life that I have the tendency to become controlling, to become dominant, because I feel like I, I predict, I assume, yes. I assume that this thing is going to happen out of experience. Based so off experience, I need to get the fuck right. in there and stop what's happening or control the situation so it doesn't happen. Because I don't want to be the person to say I fucking told you so. Right. Because nine out of ten. I end up being right. Then that makes you an asshole. Exactly. I don't want to be a fucking no-no. I don't. I'd rather be wrong more times right. so I could correct myself than be right so frequently. But it hasn't turned out that way. No, and it, it hasn't. And it's mm-hmm. more or less, it's the equivalent of people and situation you have to be around and you have to baby them. You kind of have to take a deep breath, take your foot off the gas yes. and be like, all right, let the situation run its course right. and then figure out what you need to do to help everybody else fix it. Because right. if you're going in there fixing something, whether it be a relationship, whether yep. it be your job, whether it be what's going on with the economy and everything else, mm-hmm. if you're going in there just trying to fucking just ram through and pound everything out and right. not letting everybody else kind of get their hands in and like say, hey, you know what? Maybe person one can help. Maybe person two can help. Right. Maybe person three can help. You stop being so disappointed on the bad outcomes for sure. Right, right. And that's the thing. Being a leader, it's difficult not to let shit go to your head sometimes because you really want to. You're like, I know I'm right. But sometimes I've learned that I fail a lot in life. Um, I'll I'll go in one of my sessions, if I haven't already discussed it before, I fail a lot. Uh, I failed, what, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th grade. I repeated five grades. Mm -hmm. uh, Failed the math proficiency nine times. Uh accidentally got a girl pregnant uh the first girl i ever proposed to cheated on me shortly thereafter the second girl i proposed to decided she just didn't want to be around i'm used to failing guys like i've broken <laughs> well, uh, weird weird way of failing but um what's it called jump zone or sky zone hmm. with the trampolines Oh yeah, Sky Zone. When you, when broke, you, Zone, broke your, you broke your leg. Yeah, when yeah. Sky Zone first came to Vegas yeah. ever, i was o- over there with my old friend back in the day. His name is We'll just call him Jay. The first day I'm there, I snapped my fucking tibia. Yeah. Okay. During and it was funny because I remember seeing the commercials and I remember seeing you jumping in the commercials. Yeah, you said you saw yeah, me. I, I like, saw you jumping. He's in the like you were limping in the background. Yeah, What's wrong? He's like, the only black guy on that fucking commercial, and I see him going from jumping to falling. So they had recorded him breaking his leg, yeah. but they never had they advertised it until it was too late. <laughs> yeah, and that just that that made my concept pretty much to to kind of wrap yeah, things up. What, wrap D, what, what D was saying is um. 
a lot of us five percenters of the 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 voice of most people that don't want to make waves or you know people that do more or less want to advertise who how they feel we've gotten accustomed to being let down and failed so many times yeah. that our mindset is all right this isn't going to happen again unless i take control. unless i take control right. but you have to realize you have to let other people Help. Act, help and yeah. act. I was talking you to, to you know friends at work and stuff like that, and it's like the concept of being in a relationship. If you're not willing to allow, regardless if you have it or not, and you right. don't need any help with anything, or you're willing to just function and do everything by yourself, because right. you know props for you, kudos right. for you being able to do that, you will forever be by yourself and alone, grinding all through the shit by yourself with right. no light at the end of the tunnel until you are willing to kind of dumb your shit down and let people come in to help. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Not dumb it down, but you got to tone it back a notch. Tone it back a notch you know to I mean? where it's like, what's the point? What? Why would anybody in any form of relationship want to be a part of something if you're not willing to let them participate? Right, if, and that's if, the yeah. thing. What I'm not perfect, and you're not perfect. No, so no. Let's 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 just. I, I like to keep it simple, so I'm going to put this in the forms of a form of relationship. If one party is constantly giving and the other party is constantly taking, obviously that is not a symbiotic relationship. That is a parasitic relationship where one party is capitalizing off of the other and the other party is suffering because of that parasite-like transaction. Resentment will start the to come into play. The thing is with people, like we were going back, like we said just a few minutes ago, with people, because we are built and designed to be around each other and to come together – because no one's perfect, you cannot be right 100% of the time. You cannot be wrong 100% of the time. So the thing is, you have to pick your battles, and the battles that you lose, learn from them, be prepared for next time. The battles that you win, don't let it go to your head. Take a step back and figure out what you did right and what you could have done wrong so that you don't fuck up and lose in the future. The thing I've learned from failing so much in my life is I've learned how to be a very good underdog, but I've also learned how to sit back and observe. Mm -hmm. Because when you fail, a lot of times people will keep reiterating why you failed uh, just as much as if you won. They're like, well, you know, it, it, if you don't do this next time, uh, you know, you'll be fine. Or if, you know, if you train a little harder, a fucking, they keep reminding you, you a, failed. It's a, it's a fucking pet peeve to hear when I've done something wrong. And then in my head, I, 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 I'm big on constructive criticism, mm -hmm. on being told if somebody is doing better than me or matching me in equal in right. quality and telling me, hey, this is a better method. Right. Um, before I fuck up, right? That would be great. I'll be like, you know what? I'll take it. I'll be like, okay, yeah, maybe my way isn't work. I might, I might be a brat about it a little bit, but right. then it's in my mindset. If I fuck up, that's my fault that's on because me. I chose not. I chose not to take your right. advice. But don't be. There's a character on South Park called um, a character on South Park called Captain Hindsight, oh. where there would be a building burning. And the firefighters would see people dying, and then they're all jumping around, and then you see a superhero come down, and they're like, look, it's Captain Hindsight. And they're like, Hi Captain Hindsight, what should we have done? He goes, what, what you should have done is had a ladder right there for people to get out of the fire quickly. And, you know, those people are dead, but what you should have done is put them out with water. <laughs> I don't need to be told what I should have after done. After the fact, right. Yeah, or after the fact, the aftermath of something, because then it doesn't do anything. You're just, right. you're just being, you're just, you're being condescending at that yes. point. I don't yes. want to hear it. So constructive criticism does come with it. It helps to be able to learn from your mistakes and being willing. My, my two biggest, biggest beliefs in any kind of relationship or any kind of future goals is communication and reassurance. If you're yes. willing to talk about what's going on with anybody, whether it be a partner, whether it be a friend, yeah. a family member, 
be open-minded to what's going on. Don't tear each other's throats out. I would yeah. be a hypocrite otherwise to say I do have that of tendency course. to want to be able to control the situation. Of course. But I've learned to muffle my voice so someone else can speak. And then the reassurance yeah. that what you're doing is being done right. It's yes. not It's not to boost your ego. It's not to make you feel like you're better than anybody. But to know that I'm. Mean, you, you reassure a child. Everybody has yeah. the mindset of don't take away the concept of what children do when they get older. Yeah. Even though you're an adult, being told you did something good. Right. For once. It just feels fucking it nice. It helps to have someone be like, hey, you know what? You did good. I don't give a fuck what it is. Someone right. went, went to the bathroom, came back out. I see their hands are dripping wet. Hey, you washed Wash your hands. hands. You, you did, did good. good. You did good. <laughs> you did good. All right. So to wrap things up. Um, really quick on a side oh, note, right, just right. I just want to say this one statement. Leaders aren't born. They're made. Yes. It's just like a diamond. It takes a lot of pressure. It takes a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of uh, time under tension. But at the end of the day, you come out a diamond. So it's just keep that in the back of your mind. The more heat life seems to put on you, the more pressure life feels like it's putting on you. Just keep it in the back of your mind that you're being refined like a diamond. However crude it may come out initially before it's all polished and shined up, it's still a fucking diamond. It's not a polished turd. So leaders are made. They're not born. But. That's it for me. You got anything else? No, I'm, I'm good, man. Everything's out of my chest. Okay, so y'all motherfuckers know how this is going to go. I'm going to give you three seconds to get prepared. Three, two, one. Keep your head in the motherfucking clouds. Keep your feet on the ground pushing forward. D. And this is Lynn. Project Airwaves. Project Airwaves. Take it easy, motherfuckers. You did good.